I'm Mike. And I'm Tom. And on this week's Planning Tits, we're discussing Minted.com's 46 questions to ask your wedding DJ or band. Minted is a popular wedding invitation site that offers a planning blog to site visitors. There's a lot the stationary experts got right here, but there's some stuff that we think they got wrong, too. So as the entertainment experts, we're breaking this list down into four episodes. Today's topic, music. You're listening to the EMG Podcast with your hosts, Mike Saltball and Tom Gambuza. What's up, everybody? We are back here. Tommy and Mike. Mike, say what's up to the people. What's up to the people? He, he, he did it. He did it. <laughs> On today's episode, I gotta we apologize. Are... I gotta cut you off. I, yeah, gotta, go. I gotta cut you off. I gotta apologize. So, uh, you know, I love the podcast. You I do. love it. I know. I love it. I'm aware. It's been about three months since I've been on the mic here, uh-huh. and uh, on the availability and uh, experience episode that posted before this one at some point, I was real tight. And so, uh, you know, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a mulligan. And I'm back, baby. You I'm don't back. Even, you don't even golf. No, I got I was a little too tight. It was three months. I had some like mic rust, you know, but I'm back. We're here. And today, Tom, we're talking about Minted.com's 46 questions that you should ask your wedding DJ or band. Uh, we're going over music today. Let's open up, baby. Let's do it. You're hosting, though, because I'm still a little Am rusty. I? All right. We're gonna, my training we're gonna, wheels. We're going to open mic up today. Okay. So like Mike said, we're going to, we're talking about questions to ask your entertainment vendor band DJ, uh, music specific questions. So we're going to go down the list here um, and we're going to debate whether they're, they're good questions. Uh, Maybe offer some advice as to what some alternate questions are. First one, Mike, you ready? Mm -hmm. How would you describe your style? Bad question. Terrible question. Why? Okay. Ask me the question. How would you describe your style? Oh, man, I, I love, you know, dance music and, and... Well, I love country. Yeah. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> right? <laughs> what does that tell me? Yeah, I... Uh, let me tell you why I don't like this. Because the, the way... Your, your entertainment vendor should adapt to whatever your style is. Right. My, my style is your style for that day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't know. Do we need to go? No, no, because it, I also that. don't think it sets you up to get a great answer because the, the answer that you're going to receive is going to be very salesy, right? It's going to be, I'm reading you and I'm going to try to feed you what I think you want to hear. It's just, I don't like the whole premise of it. it. It sets up for a disingenuous conversation. Yeah, I think a better a better question would be, how would you, uh, how do you get to understand our style or my style? Great question. Uh I do see the validity of this if you're asking about uh, a DJ and how they MC, right? Because we get that yeah. we get that question a lot. A lot of people uh, are not looking for the sweet sixteen over the top. But I think that's you know. why they answer they they ask that question. So yeah. they're, they're hoping that they don't get that answer. They want to make sure they don't get that answer. Fair, but if if that's the truth, is anybody going to really answer that? Right? Or is somebody going to say, "Oh, I'm over the top and in your guest face all night"? I, I think so. Yeah. Oh, I think I think. There's people oh. out there that would... Uh, Oops. Okay. <laughs> Don't <right>. do that. <laughs> Next question, Tom. Do you have a specialty? Yeah. Um, do I have a specialty? Yeah. I mean, I could shoot free throws pretty well. Yeah. And I <laughs> I make a mean flambe. <laughs> right? Like, what is... That's a terrible good. question. Yeah. Uh, what, do you, what do you get out of that one? 
I'm trying to like get into Minted's mind here as to like what they mean. Do you have, do you a, have specialty? a music specialty? Like, do you have a specialty in genre of music? Maybe right. better question. Yeah. Right. Be more specific. So here, let me diverge here. Whatever these questions are, the more specific you can be in in your direction and in, in your intent, the better of a conversation you're going to have with your your vendors. Correct. Yeah. Okay. How extensive is your music collection? And just like that, three questions in, Mike is now hosting the episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> sorry. Uh, dude, I'm such a control freak. It's great. We're going to have a th- in, I didn't even intentionally mean to do that. I know. That's why right, that's I'm, what's great about you. No, no, no. We could keep this going. No, no. I'm shutting up now. What was it's how like extensive is enough you? for me? Okay, so you go. No, no. How extensive See, is your music collection? Awkward pauses. I get my skin crawls. I'm sorry. Answer the question. Um, how extensive is your music collection on my iPod? Like, again, it should be vast. It should be. We get asked all of the time. Uh, do you do ethnic weddings? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes. And after those ethnic weddings, th- that particular set of music becomes part of our collection that we share with each other. I like and the so word catalog. So it becomes part of the catalog. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it should be extensive, right? I, yeah. It's not a bad question. It's not a good question. It's just like a, I don't know. If you can't tell what the the vendor is, is putting down, if the vendor is going to be able to read your guests and give you sort of the experience mm-hmm. you're looking for, if you have to ask that question I don't know if you're maybe head- you're in the maybe you're not in the right yeah you're place. not headed in the right place yeah all right so I'm gonna move on from that what genres can you cover is the next question bad question for a DJ good question for a band yeah uh, bad, I agree you know for a band obviously you're gonna want to know uh, and again I go back to what I said on the uh, availability and experience I'm very transparent and if somebody is a huge country fan and they're looking for a real big country experience I'm not gonna oversell my bands that's not yeah. what we do best um, if you're looking for a funky dancey uh, you know R&B, disco, that's us. So not a bad question. Um, if you get an answer that you don't like, meaning if you are that country fan, that's fine, right? Just say, okay, then this isn't the band for me. Yeah, or maybe you just not give that up, but you might have to change your mentality on how you approach your event because you, you might not find a band that specializes in that, you know? Right, and, and look, there's conventional wisdom too that there's a reason why, look, if you and your... your um, significant other getting married are country fans, let's say, right? Or, I don't know, uh, pop punk or death metal or whatever. If you can't find a band that specializes in it that is a professional wedding and event band, there's a reason for it, right? The market's really small. So is this about you hearing your favorite playlist or is this about your entertainment providers providing an inclusive uh, entertainment experience for all of your guests too? There's a reason why they don't play those those songs true you know yeah that's a good point do you, i wanted to ask this because i've always wondered this about the genres do you do you guys get a lot of uh value out of giving the not the set list what would you call it your, your like catalog. your song your catalog yeah. uh, do clients find that helpful you know it's funny man clients approach that one of two ways they either kind of gloss it over and they're like oh yeah there's a lot of songs there cool yeah you know here's like three we love here's three we hate Cool. And then I, we get the other clients that go through, you know, 300 songs and write down yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, mm-hmm. which is a nightmare, I think, for them. That can't be easy to do. It's a nightmare for us to deal with. Um, 
trusting your vendors. You should have built up that rapport uh, to trust that your vendor is going to understand what your favorite genres are, the type of vibe you're going for, and and let them go. I mean, you can't like when somebody handcuffs you at a wedding in terms of like you know forty no, miles place. I don't. I'm I'm not a big fan of the handcuff. Now, look, we can we can do it if that's what you want. If you're hiring us for that, I mean, it's not suggested. Uh, I would I would agree with you because there, there's a a few lists that we use. Um, uh, from a, a couple of vari- various DJ websites yep. that, you know, they put out their top 200 list every year. And, you know, I always caution clients to say like, yeah, I can provide this to you if, if you think it'll be helpful in terms of getting your thought process going. Right. And, you know, maybe you can't from at, at the at the click of a button think of songs that you want or don't like or, or you m- may want or m- whatever. Um, use it as a use it as a reference. Yeah. Not to build your playlist. I agree. That's the thing. All right. Moving on. Do you have recordings from prior weddings that we can listen to? Uh, not a terrible question. I get why people would ask that. See, I love that question. Do you? I do. Um, I, I go ahead. You tell me well, why you I love, love it. it for both bands and DJs because okay. it's very simple on the DJ side of things. It's very simple to hit record. In fact, if you're listening to this podcast on this channel right now, you can scroll up and down the feed and find live mixes from weddings that our DJs have put out. Right. Those are transparent. Those are, we hit record. If you hear a mix that's not like 100% perfect, it's because we're not doing it in a studio. It's a true live sense. Yeah. And I don't know, I, I the, the feedback I've gotten from clients is they find that helpful, right? Because it, it kind of shows your technical uh, ability. What you lose in that though and I caution you from making that like the be-all, end-all in your decision processes, you don't see what was happening in the room. It doesn't record live audio on the DJ side of things. So like, you don't know if the crowd's like super into it, if why a particular song is being played at that particular moment. But I do think it's a good reference point. And I think that it it shows that your vendor is anticipating questions you might have or um, security that you might need. Yeah. I, the reason why I said it's not like a totally terrible question, I do think there's a lot of value in this. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should ask this to have the be all end all and, or make or break decision making. Oh yeah. No, I, I would agree making. with you. I yeah. would agree with you. For bands too, um, like I, I know I keep going back to my band, but it's what I know. Uh, none of our recordings from parties even or like studio videos are retouched in, in post. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, there is sort of a, a note that you go, Oh man, that fell just flat or just sharp or whatever. Yes, we can fix it afterward, but we don't. Um, we want you, we, we want to know what we're presenting to you is the authentic product that we're going to give you. Um, so I like to leave all those things in cause I, I think it gives a real true representation of what we well, are. It gives a character and you know, it's not doctored like the same thing where you just touched up on. Like if someone were to scroll a few episodes down and, and click on a live mix right, right. that we have, yeah, they're not all going to be perfect, but it gives you some insight as to we do it live. It's not cookie cutter. It's not pre-recorded. It's not, uh, you know, we, we are doing it live. And right. I think that, I think that holds a lot of value for sure. Hmm. All right. Can we come, can we come listen to you perform? Um, for, I, I like it for bands. Don't like it for DJs. I'm in agreement. Let's move on. Um, how do you work with couples to come up with a playlist? I love this question. Absolutely love it. I think it's great. It's a fantastic question. And they should have a detailed, whatever vendor you're looking at, they should have a detailed answer to that question. Yeah. Because the more prepared they are in answering it shows the more experience they have in actually prepping for events. 
Yeah, and it gives you insight as to how they are going to understand your style and be able to get there. I like what Carleo says a lot, like get you through the finish line. I like that language, uh, especially with the music. Uh, you want to know that you can be able to show up, enjoy yourselves, not have to micromanage yeah. like, like Mike does with everything. That's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay. The next question that Minted says you should ask your entertainment uh, perspective vendor, can you recommend songs for the processional, recessional, father-daughter dance, etc.? Eh, okay-ish question. Um, I'm sure every vendor, we, we all pull from, we're going to run a Google search the same way you can. Right. So that's not a great question. I will tie back, though, to the last question is how do you work with couples to come up with a playlist? You know, we have an app here and we use that app and we have preloaded suggestions in the app. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool because once you become an EMG client, uh, you know, your phone is always with you. You're out at a bar. You hear a song. You're like, oh, I love this song. I'm just going to add this right to the app so that my DJ can see it or that my band leader can see it and, and know that we like it. Um, within there, we try to anticipate that question. So for us, it might not, it's not a great question because we've already thought of it. We have an answer for you just on the other side of the contract. Yeah. I mean, I, I do kind of like it just because I think it shows, um, it shows kind of like that working knowledge of the craft. You know, if I can immediately recommend a few songs based on what you might need, you got to think you, you only go through this once, hopefully. Right. That uh, you you know you may not know every single thing you know you you don't go to weddings all the time all right so that's my take on it I think it's an okay question to ask all right so now I'm disagreeing with you uh moving on can you learn specific songs for us that is um that's definitely a band centric question Mike uh great question really good question mm -hmm. um I have found again to my astonishment that uh, some bands will charge more to learn music. Um, Weird. Yeah. Now, most bands will tell you they'll learn three songs, right? Yeah. Your first dance, your, and your. I was, that was going to be my follow up. Like, is there a cap? Yeah. Three songs, right? Your first dance and your two parent dances. Um, which, okay, makes sense, but you're going to charge more on top of that. Now, why they're doing that, just so that you understand from our perspective, is it's going to require more time. You're paying for time, right? So mm -hmm. if you are requesting more songs to be learned, rehearsal time. Rehearsal Mike time. Is talking about. Yeah, rehearsal time. Yeah. Uh, you have to get musicians together. Sometimes there's an incurred fee that comes with renting a space to rehearse or whatever. Um, I I think it's nickel and diming. So we don't charge more. If you, I have the um, pleasure of playing with very talented musicians we have learned 15 songs for a wedding. Now that's on the high end. That could be a little crazy, but if they're simple enough tunes, we can tackle 15 new songs in about an hour and a half. I know my band. Right. So it's not worth going into the weeds over. And yes, we can learn your stuff. But it goes into the last episode. We talked about having a, like a nucleus, but you know, Correct. If, if you're pulling musicians together on the band side, not possible. Right. Yeah. They can't, or learn. very hard. I should say, I wouldn't say impossible. Exactly. But. Um, so yeah, I think that that's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah. All right. So Mike likes it. I like it too. I'm not a band guy, but you know, I am, uh, I like it. What do you typically do to get guests on their feet if the dance floor is empty? Mike, you put a star next to this one. I did, yeah. I, I did a, an earlier episode of a podcast with uh, Mike and Brian, and we talked about reading a room mm -hmm. and the importance uh, of investing in, in entertainment vendors who know how to do that. Yeah. And my answer, look, 
I think I play, I think I'm the least talented musician in my band. The one thing that my band gives me credit for and saying like, I do better than them, which I think I, I'm humbled by is reading the room, yeah. calling for the right song at the right time to get people up. Crucial. Yeah. Why I was, uh, I don't think that podcast episode was great is because I was very non-committal in my answer. When somebody says like, how do you read a room? How do you get people off their feet? I don't have a prepared canned answer. The best I can tell you is I have over 20 years of experience doing it and I know it when I'm in the moment. It's it's very difficult for me. Every situation is different. I can't sit here right now. You and me have headphones on. We're talking into microphones. I can't tell you how I would get a party started tomorrow, but I know that if I'm at that party, I can get the party started. You and, would know in the moment. Right. Yeah. So, so like there's it, no there's no scientific answer to that yeah, question. It's not a terrible question, but if you if you ask that question and you get sort of the non-committal response that I just gave, it's fair game. You know, don't yeah. don't hold it against your entertainment vendor for that. Right. I, I, I totally agree. Uh, Tommy, here you go. Can you also act as the MC and make announcements? So, yes. Um, I think it's a fair question. I uh, All of our, what we call event hosts is basically just our fancy term for MC slash DJ. Um, all of our event hosts know how to DJ. So th- if you did enough shopping around back in the, you know, there's like the old school mentality that Mike talked about on the band side. There is an old school mentality on the DJ side too, where, you know, there was an era where people grew up that they just stayed on the decks and they didn't talk on a microphone and there were just people who were MCs and, and hype men, you know? So uh, that division of labor was very clear. We don't do that here with our event hosts. They're they're cross-trained to do both. Um, all of our MCs or event hosts know how to DJ, and uh, they all come with assistants who all have a working knowledge of how to DJ as well. So when they do have to fill MC you know, formalities and conduct the room, uh, there's someone dedicated to the music behind the mixer so that logistically everything is running smoothly. Okay, I have nothing to add to that. That was very thorough. Um, how would you define your MC style? I go back to the first question. I how would too. you describe your style? Yeah, it's a bad question. How so, do you? Oh. Yeah, go ahead. It, it's go ahead. Yeah, I it, I agree. But question. we went into why it's a bad question, right? Yeah, I mean, sa- for same reason, see above. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, here's a good one. I think specifically for well, I guess we both can tackle this one. How do you handle song requests from guests? I'll take this one first. You usually fall into one of three categories. One, sure, make anybody happy. Go right ahead. Uh, two, no, definitely not. Don't take a single request. Mm-hmm. I would say nine out of 10 couples fall into somewhere in the middle of what I call a use your judgment zone. Uh, you know, it, as long as there, there's going to be a few tunes that show up on your do not playlist, there's a few tunes that show up on your must playlist. So, you know, requests, this is what I always tell couples if they fall into that zone. We'll never let a request ruin the flow of the event. Mm -hmm. We'll never let uh, a request that's on your do not playlist come through. We have our nice ways of telling people no. Um, And then there's a win-win situation too, where somebody comes up and requests a song that's already on your must playlist that wasn't played yet. Awesome. Great. Yeah. You know, I mean, bands always have a great cop out. Oh, sorry. We don't know that one. Right. Oh, wow. I didn't think of that. We don't know that one. Um, So in terms of, do you think this is a good question? Like if if, if I'm getting married and I come and I sit down with you and you potentially are going to be my DJ, is that a good question I could ask you? It, uh, yeah, I think it's a fair question to ask. Yes. I would probably counter in asking, answering your question with a question in terms of how would you want me to handle the request? Yeah. Nice. You know? (laughs) Um, all right, last question on uh, Minted.com's 46 questions to ask your wedding DJ under the subheader music. I have it. 
You hear that? Yeah, I, okay. I do. Okay. Yep. Nice and loud in the headphones, too. Can we give you a do not playlist? Yes. Yeah, that's a great question. I think that's a good question. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Are, you're saying it, it yes. Should, it, I think it's a great question. Oh, okay. Although I should say that should be answered in the uh, how do you work with couples to come up with your playlist question. Mm, definitely. So in the process of, of explaining how you know the collaboration works, I think that's a, a crucial moment where, where your entertainment vendor can mention that. I've said this on many episodes. I'll say it again, though. Ask yourself this question. If you have 200 guests coming to your wedding, and 190 of them love the song Uptown Funk, right? And that's, uh, you're burnt out on that song. It's on your do not play. You don't like Bruno Mars, whatever. Is that the linchpin in, that's going to ruin your day? Something to think about. Leave, leave the cliffhanger, baby. Yeah, leave I can't answer that question for you. But yeah. my conventional wisdom would be like, you know what you're going to like better? is 190 of your guests going nuts on the dance floor. You're going to remember that moment. You're not going to remember the song. I, I And I will tell you this from example, uh, from experience. You, Mike's an engaged uh, man himself, so maybe some of these questions help him too. However, I will tell you from the day of my wedding, there were songs that were played that I wouldn't have necessarily, you know, loved. Yeah. But in the moment, right. seeing, I mean, I had a big wedding, seeing 250 people rock out to it made it that much better yeah. you know so i didn't let it ruin my day also so, when you have djs it seems like you guys mix in and out of songs very quickly so like right. if, yeah, if, exactly. if i hit a song that you would otherwise put on your do not play and i hit it for one minute and it creates a cool moment might be worth it you yeah. know that could be a question that you can ask your dj as well not on the list but you know what's your you know What's a what's an anticipated mixing style that's adaptable too? I've been asked that question quite a quite a bit. Where I've had couples come to me and like, we don't like when it feels too you know ADD and like all over the place, right? And mixing in and out too quickly. We like to let the songs ride. I I've had other couples come to me where they want a little bit more of like a social type of you know if you were to go out to a bar or a club that type of mixing style. Cool. All right, Tom. So next week logistics. Next week is logistics. I, I like this one. I like logistics. Oh, there's that paper again. Join us next week. See ya. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.